once more Toting my old 44 Where you sleep out every night And the only law is right Back in the saddle again and welcome back, folks, to the Breslin Breakdown. And we are back in the saddle again. We got a full crew tonight. I'm Nathan Stearns once again in the host chair, joined alongside by the other beat members, Bobby Zephro, Charlotte Steinberg, and Sutton McGee. And boy, do we got a lot to talk about. Yes, we because, do. Because when we left, this team was pretty good. And now... They stink. They face-planted <laughs> face more than me trying to run a 5K. Yes. And it looks bad. Yep. Maybe, the maybe not right that now. bad. Eight, <laughs> eight, seven and two. You lost four out of your... They've lost four out of their last five, man. So we'll talk about all of that. But before we do anything else, how was you guys' holiday break? That was good. Didn't really do anything. Much needed. Yeah, I would say I just hung out with friends. Definitely you know. much needed coming out of state. So I went to Florida. It was really fun. I was going to say. I'm about to say, what about you, Nate? You were. Yeah. I was where you were doing. I was in North Carolina from the, from Christmas Eve until the 5th, but I went on a nice little Puerto Rican cruise. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Norwegian Cruise Lines for having a great experience. Not I, sponsored, though. Not no, no, not free, whatever. <laughs> no free but, brand deals. No, no free brand deals, but I will say this. It was like a five-day bender, man. It was awesome. It was awesome, but sometimes you need it. So, sometimes you need it. Absolutely, absolutely. And the three things that I did on that trip when I came back, I told my mom, drank, gambled, and smoked. Was not happy with me, but you know, what would you expect? She thought she was going to be happy when you said that. Yeah, she still thinks you're only, it, you're only young. She long, still thinks so. I'm a I'm a good little Nathan, but I we know I go better. in I go in <laughs> and out of being true Nathan. I go in and out of being a good little Nathan, but. Let's get back to the main items on tap. The Michigan State Spartans have fallen off a cliff since we last talked, losing 77 to 63 to Syracuse, 63 to 57 to West Virginia, 79 to 67 against Indiana, and 89 to 69 against Michigan. They did have a good come from behind overtime win against Nebraska and Moorhead State. But overall, it's been a disappointing stretch since we left. And the problem for me is none of these losses are bad per se. They don't have the one, like, really big stinker. It's just the total number of them that are really starting to accumulate and really starting to pile. They might have 15 losses, and 14 of them are good, but you're still not going to get into the tournament. Syracuse is a good team. They've gone in and out of the top 25. West Virginia has been firmly in the top 25 since the season began. Indiana is a top 15 team. Losing to them on the road, there's no shame in that. There's no shame losing to Michigan. Even though, even though, historically speaking, Susie Merchant has had Kim Barnes-Rico's number. This is a game they won last year. They beat them twice. And over the last five, six years, Michigan State has really had Michigan's number. And in Merchant's post-game conference, she actually started out with saying, I don't lose to Michigan, but today I did. It's (laughs) not likely that happens mostly all the time. But she definitely wanted to make a statement that it's very rare for Michigan State to lose to Ann Ann Arbor. Excuse me. There you go. Sorry, I'm sorry. My voice cracked. In that place, in that dark dungeon that shall not be named. Right. Well, I mean, also you look at these games, you know, Michigan State, like going back to last year even, a lot of their success came at home. A lot of these games are either on the road or at neutral sites. And unfortunately, it looks like it might be the same story as last year where we just can't can't get it done neutral site or can't get it done on the road, which is kind of unfortunate, especially considering half your games are on the road or... I think the biggest thing is before break, we saw 
a team that was playing together, playing hard, but the teams they were playing were terrible. Morehead and State is not going to be a team yeah, that you're going to see. A exactly, lot. and if you're going to make the tournament, you're going to have to beat teams like this. And if you're going to lose this many games to to ranked teams or teams that are close to being ranked, it doesn't really bode well for future in the NCAA tournament. Totally agree. And we talked about how. We thought Notre Dame was going to be good, and Notre Dame's falling off a cliff. Uh, they're, yeah. they're Mother McGraw's literally crying in her post-game conferences, saying, "I don't know what to do." Well, so, yeah, no, but, but it wasn't to... it wasn't her team though. It she, was it was the other. She they beat themselves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, she's not used to losing to Clemson by sixteen, and mm-hmm. they are bad right now. They have and some they barely, stinkers. They barely beat the Pittsburgh team, who's usually last in the ACC. So, something to watch out for the Irish. They lost, uh, yeah, you look at their schedule, South Dakota State, Florida Gulf Coast. They got some losses that they're not Mob accustomed City. to having. <laughs> and Never forget. They're very young. They're they're young and they're inexperienced. They're but all they had, transfers. They're that's transfers. a win that I thought the Spartans were going to be able to will be able to hold their hats on. That would be a Q1, Q2 win, and I don't know where it falls. No. I think it's still a Q1, Q2 win, but I think that Nebraska win from just a pure statistics aspect is probably their best win of the year. It's, it's a big it's a big name like name recognition win because mm-hmm. if you say even if like if if you're like a small team and you beat Michigan State in men's basketball, you're still like even if they're not good that year, you're still gonna say, Oh, we beat Michigan State. Right. But number like, eight con- team yeah, in the country. Yeah, exactly. But if but it, so if you play Notre Dame and even if they still stink, they're still Notre, Notre Dame, Dame women's basketball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean it might not look as good like this year, but it's still Notre Dame. So we'll we'll see how it looks later on whenever the committee decides. Say so I know Nate doesn't like moral victories, but moral victories, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta. Well, gotta I mean, if we, if we were going by moral victories, what what hurts and what kills me? They're not losing by a lot. You you were ahead in the Florida State game through three quarters. You had the LSU game all but wrapped up in the third quarter, and you blew that. You were neck and neck with West Virginia, and you were unable. To hold on, really, the only two games where they've been neck and neck and have been able to squeak it out was at Nebraska at home, at the Breslin. They really needed that win in Kansas State. Mm. They weren't ever in the game against Syracuse, but they were in the game against Michigan. They were within four or five, and that game was going back and forth throughout the entirety of the game before, once again, the fourth quarter reared its ugly head. And if Michigan State's able to win half of these games that they've lost in the fourth quarter, it's a completely different season. Mm. Problem is, you're three games into conference play, and you already have six losses. Once you start getting around, they were an eight seed, and normally once you get around the 10-11 range, that's where the last at-large bids really start coming in. Right. And they had 11 losses last year. So that really only affords you four or five more losses, and you would have to think one of them would come in the conference tournament. Yes. And they need 12 more wins to get to 20. That's kind of the magic baseline number. Right. And this Big Ten looks a lot thicker, looks a lot more condensed in terms of talent than we originally thought. Well, Maryland actually lost recently. I forgot the team, but they actually lost to a Big Ten team. And so they were ranked like 12 in the nation. And now we're starting to see the Big Ten teams actually fall apart, such as uh, Maryland or Ohio State, who actually has been now unranked. Explain this to me, though. So all these games, they've been in them late. They play good through three quarters. What is the issue going for I know fourth quarter is the issue but what like what is the what is the issue like is there I, is is there like I feel like there should be one player that should be like take ownership of the fourth quarter and be like hey like Nia Clowden is exactly she's that. so good like she's su- she has such a great shot you saw it at Notre Dame she took over every time there was a run like you got it she just took over but it doesn't seem that 
that has happened. It's just like everyone's scared of the spotlight and they don't want to do anything. They're young now. That's the problem is the fact that going into the year when this team was picked to finish second by the coaches, was finished to, uh, was projected to finish third by the media, we were assuming the fact that Victoria Gaines and Shay Colley would be around for the majority of the year. And right now, I don't know what nagging lower body ankle injury they both are dealt with. Well, but Gaines it's is off out and on. Year. Oh, Gaines, Gaines is, is out for a year. Yeah, they, she Gaines said, is done. She, it was weird because she like slipped it in at the press conference. She didn't like say it. Bobby like, and I were at the press conference at Michigan, and when one of the media members asked about it, with Co- the, Susie was going on about how the post players need to step up, and with Coco being gone for the season, she just kind of yeah, slid she, it yeah. in there. She was not like no one asked not her like, about by it. By the she, way, she's done. It's but like, like everyone was taken aback by that. I say everyone was just like in the room, just looking around at each other. Like, did you just hear that? Like, did you hear that? Yeah, like, because we, I heard that. We <laughs> talked about how important it was that she play a lot because the two players behind her, Caleb Ellis and Tyre Parks, have really Soft. yet to separate themselves. Soft. They're talented, but it's the same. The the mistakes they made day one, they're making now. And you're at the mm-hmm. point of the year, you're in conference play, you, you got to take off the training wheels at some point. And you're not getting any scoring production from Nia Holly. You're not getting much scoring production from Tori Osmond. And Shea Colley's had one foot in, one foot out the entire year. Between the ankle injury. That's between, so annoying. Literally. It's the most annoying <laughs> and, and, thing and, and I don't... And, and, and there's no explanation. Susie will not talk about it. And everyone's... It's behind part of me stores. would not be... Part of me would not be surprised if behind the scenes, she shuts it down to get healthy for the WNBA draft. They, well, I, I think that's even, a real thing. That's what I said. I, I said to, on the way back, like maybe she's just getting healthy for Team Canada at this point. Honestly, she's projected to be undrafted right now. I've watched the like Sabrina. She's nowhere near where Sabrina Nescu, Shenity Carter from all these great teams. She's supposed to be undrafted and still playing for Team Canada, but so basically, know. she is an, a college football player that is skipping her last year of eligibility to get drafted in like the sixth round. That's basically what she she'll probably Baker. be. She'll probably be an <laughs> like undrafted. a late or a late second. We'll she'll, see. She'll be. I don't think she'll go second. There are better players in college basketball. I think she'll be a undrafted free agent signed by a team that needs a shooter, and we'll see what happens. I haven't even like legitimately. I have barely seen her play. I, I honestly she don't. Played, know when was what... the last game she played? Oh god, uh, <laughs> Florida. I don't know. Florida State maybe. Yeah, I think she was it. there. For Florida and State. what? Are, what are we talking? Two games? Does she just dominate like during whenever she plays? No, no. she. She plays solid. Like, she's definitely a compliment to McCutcheon mm-hmm. and Cloudin, but she's just not. It's the athletic upside, especially last year when she was averaging double figures every game. It's the ability to guard three positions. It's the ability to bring the ball up the court, and it's the ability to control the ball and drive right to the cup. Was this mm-hmm. the first, second, or third college team she played for? Uh, What do you mean? What do you mean? She played for South Carolina. She played She played here. Are you? She played for South Carolina? Oh wait, hold on. Who are who are we talking that, about? Shay Collie. Collie. Not oh, what's not? Uh, You're talking about Sydney Cooks. Yes, yes. Sydney Cooks transferred. Her, what is it? A Mississippi State or South Carolina? South Carolina. Yes. Let me she see. She came from. She was Michigan State. She was with them last year in the tournament. Shay Collie is a South Carolina transfer. What? She is really. Yes. The more you know. I swear mm-hmm. she's played for like three teams. That's just like that. Just four if you include Team Canada. (laughs) Yeah, he's not wrong. That's actually really interesting, son, that you brought that up because that's like that's concerning to me. That's really concerning because it's not showing your commitment. You can't even stay on a team more than one year. That's that's really concerning. I did not know that about. Let's see. Yeah, she played at South Carolina for one year. Freshman. 
2015-16? That would be your freshman year. Yeah, South Carolina yes. and then Michigan mm-hmm. State 2017 to present. Wow. Representing and plays for a team. Canada. And it's weird. South Carolina is usually like in the top five teams in college basketball. Well, she probably transferred because she wasn't going to play. Or play, yeah. Not <laughs> getting enough minutes. Yeah, that's why a lot of those I just don't remember seeing her transfer. last year. She played last year. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, did she have to sit out because of eligibility? That might have been two years ago. Though. Yeah, probably not... her so- probably her sophomore campaign. She would have to sit. Yeah, because and... I don't think like the whole she's rule, a... the new rules with transferring and everything, they yeah. weren't in effect back then. I think the main problem with Michigan State is the post. Like, I think that's a huge topic with Kayla Bellis, Bobby, and I when we were at Michigan. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with Kayla Bellis, but she, Nas Hillman, who's who had a great game against Michigan State with 21 points and 12 rebounds, Kayla Bellis just could not defend her at all. Bobby, do you agree with that? No, it, it was, well, not like, no, I don't agree with you, but I'm but, saying like, yes, she could not guard her. And then Susie put out Holly to guard her, same problem. Didn't work. And then she puts Parks out. Well, Nothing especially happens. that fourth quarter is when it really fell apart. When you face a team that just takes you down low and then just does whatever they want with you, like you can hang around, but it, 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 it I don't even know. I'm just stuttering right now. No, it's okay. No, it's like it wears you down. And then in the fourth quarter, we saw how that play style really wore us down. Like we were just letting them drive to the rim, exactly. basically. Like it was like swinging gate defense. Okay, so break it down for me. What do they need to do to fix it? What, where, Honestly, like what, because, because it seems like it's, no, I know, I know that, but I'm saying it seems that Taryn is playing pretty well for her senior season. Like she's a solid yeah, starting she's point guard. Solid. I mean, yeah, she, she's not going to like ever like go, she's going to like play well, but she's never going to like go off, go off. Well, she kind of did last she year. She kind of did. But before that, I don't know. Before that, she over, wasn't playing very well. But over, like she shot. Four of six from three point against Michigan, and that's a ranked team. So, the 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 for for me personally, where I see the help has to come from is from Joiner, from Osmond, Osmond, Osmond especially. I wish she could hit an open shot. Like I feel like she hasn't <laughs> hit one in a okay, year. Okay, but those free throws were clutch against Nebraska. Okay, yeah, just I mean I see, it's so frustrating because you see like. Me and Stern's like sitting there watching her shoot threes and warm ups and like she can she's making them. Right. But she gets into a game, she automatically like goes up and down, gets tired and mm-hmm. misses everything. Like it doesn't make sense. I mean it, it does make sense because you get tired. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. But. And on that tired note, I don't know, do you think it might be because the reason they get beat in the fourth quarter is because they're tired from that press? Yes. Because, I mean, they're pressing for three quarters. That takes a lot Leads out of Leads to a lot of, of layups, That's too. That's a really yeah. good point. That's a really I think good that, point. I think maybe, I don't know, because they, like, they'll press in the first quarter. They press about, like, every every made basket. It's like, why not just mix it up and But just, that press is very effective. Until the fourth quarter comes around and you're gassed, and then you get beat by 20. And that's then maybe Then maybe in the fourth quarter go full court press, but do, like, a little, like, show me thing where you just you're up there but then you just kind of right. move or back don't, or just don't get... go like or, man do like a one three one press or you can yeah. also have like your subs as julia a roll mo join mo, mo joiner and other players that can sub out and give those starters a break like Cloudin, who was in foul trouble against michigan and sub but out they already do that though they're already, but they not already give them as much as she, uh, julia a roll should be okay she had one a bad game against michigan all Agree with that, but I think they should be playing A-Rod a little more because Osmond's obviously not producing. 
She yeah. needs. I think I think she deserves more minutes, and I really think that Osment needs less. I think they're at a crossroads, to be honest with you, because they're at the point now where do you want to start evaluating your young talent? You start evaluating mm-hmm. your young talent, your getting season, reps in. Yeah, yeah, say your your season goes down the drain, or do you continue to try with your early season goals? And these next two to three games for me are really going to determine where this team goes. They Penn play State Payne State's win- not good. It's a winnable game. It's a very winnable game on the road. They are by far and away the worst and team in the league. But what was the last yeah. part you said right there, Nate? I know on it's the, I know it's but. on the road, but <laughs> they lost a rider, dude. It's Penn they State. lost to Long Beach State. They are not good. Okay. They lost. Their they had a, their leading score last year at 19 points. She graduates. They didn't have anybody else that year in double figures. I think. Also, yeah. Ouch. I think actually, when I was talking to Taryn after the game, Michigan, when I asked her, what are you looking forward to for the Penn State game? She said, we're going to come out with a vengeance. And I think that's actually good that they're like ready to already for the next game. Well, yeah, but if every game's a bounce back game, it's not really ideal. Yeah. Not every game, but like they know. Uh, almost, huge... all, almost all these games have been bounce back games recently, but they haven't really bounced back. I know, but. I mean, that's just straight facts. It is facts, but I'm just saying that if your point, if your senior leader should be like, yeah, she should, she should be, have that mindset. She should yeah. have that mindset, mm-hmm. but yeah. also, there is no leadership on this team. There's really like it's non-existent, pretty much. Other than Terry, I wouldn't say non-existent. I'd say it's but, not. It's not it's at not the level we thought it would present. be, and a lot of that was. The ability, you thought you were going to have games. Who is that to blame? Who is that to blame? It's not really anybody Any, to blame. It's a bunch of, when you have a bunch of freshmen, you're at, you're asking Julia Aralt. You're asking. Is it the coach's fault? It's nobody's fault because I don't think that any, I didn't, I don't think anybody thought that Tiger Parks, Caleb Ellis, Julia Aralt, Mo Joyner would be thrust into these roles yeah. later on in the season. It's also, it also hurts whenever you're, I mean, She's great. Nia Cloudon is great, but she's super quiet. Like that's mm-hmm. that that's part of it. Well, that. But, oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, like she's she's in my opinion, she's the best. Like she has the most. She's talent. the most consistent. Yeah, she's player. the most. She has the best jump shot, and she she like the the way that you have to evaluate it is if you, if this person is bringing the ball up against a press, do you feel comfortable with the ball in their hand? Yes. I do not feel comfortable with it. I feel like. Uh, Nia Hawley is going to try and do something flashy and turn the ball over. I feel like all the bigs are going to travel whenever they get the ball in the in the poster. They're going to make a wrong move. Or it'll hit their hands. It, and Exactly. They're just going to have butterfingers. Butter yes. yeah. Cloudin and Taryn, because she's a senior, should be the ones that you should feel comfortable with. And so in that case, you've got to have them step up. That's just my opinion. But if if, like... You can't ask the freshman to do it right now. You have like sophomore year. I think like freshman year, you're just getting your sophomore legs year is where you want to see the jump. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know in that Michigan game, her getting two early fouls kind of like yeah. So well, like at least it didn't really affect fouls. our team right then, but it definitely affected her because like she just looked out of it. Like she didn't look like she was in the flow of the game. She, she looked like she was somewhere else. She literally looked like she was not engaged in the offense. She wasn't engaged in the defense. Even Susie said it post game, mm-hmm. but I I that was really surprising that Cloudin went for those early steals and those ticky tacky fouls cuz you don't really usually see that from her in early games. Usually you just see that from uh some of the freshmen. That's about it. Yeah. So 
Well, my question for you guys is where does Marjorie Cook come into this equation? When you have a crowded front court like Michigan State does right now, do you go with more of the veteran option, more of the experienced option, or do you go with the people, Julia Arol, Mo Joyner, who can go two through four? Do you go with Nia Holly? Do you guys go with the youth here, or do you go with more of the experience with Nia Holly and Marjorie Cook? Well, let me say one thing. Yeah, go ahead. Marjorie Cook gets tired so easily. She'll run up the floor, right, and she'll make maybe a basket. Or she tries her hardest, of course, but she has a very small motor that she can rapidly pick up the pace and go multiple plays. You'll see Merchant sub her out after two to three plays. So, in my opinion, I would go. I would go with the freshman. As that's my opinion. And then just a note on Holly. Um, I did some uh, some stat gathering. Ooh, uh, that is that's oh, new yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. That's new for you. Yeah, I know I'm not a math magician, but you know sometimes you gotta deal with numbers. Oh yeah, can't argue numbers. Holly threw games not against Morehead State since we went on break. She has compiled 96 minutes, 96 minutes, 16 points, nine rebounds, five assists, 16 fouls. That's some efficiency right wah, there. Wah, wah. Like, and that's your senior. And, yeah, and we were ta- like, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were like, oh yeah, you know, we were talking with her, like being one of the leaders on this team, being like a producer. But congratulations, you can do a behind the back pass, but you can't do anything else. Exactly, like you can't like, and then on top of that, she only took nineteen shots and went eight for nineteen, and only got to the free throw line four times, four times. And it, the, another six minutes, like. Can she finish around the rim? No. I, 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 no. I don't feel like anyone <laughs> can. No. I feel like anyone No, that's not true. Like, like in in like you see you see some of these like some of these people like just hit it off the glass and and in the square and let it go in well, the I basket. I forgot which it's, girl it was, like, but I'll go ahead, sorry. No, no, that's I mean that's that's just the basis. Like it is you are two feet from the basket. Use the glass and put it in. It but ain't that goes that for all the post players. Yes. Kayla Bellis needs to finish around the exactly. basket. Exactly. And if you're not getting, if you're not making it, get fouled. J- put your arm up into them or something. Like it's not mm. that difficult. But be more aggressive. That's the plain point. Exactly. I'll say about layups for that Nebraska game. Did you oh guys my. see? Well, what, that what Sam was... Hybe, like she, she would like just she would spin the ball so it would go in. I'm like, wow. I'm like, why don't any of our girls do that? And on I'm the... like. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm done. Uh, Kate, um, one of the Nebraska big players actually. Kate Kane. Kate Kane. Thank you, Bobby. She actually finished around the basket so well, and she's a senior. You would think that Nia Holly would have mm-hmm. at least maybe a fraction of that production. Holly's never in the games I saw last year. She's more of a glue player, more so than an offensive shot creator. I feel like once you get around junior year. You can kind of start to see what mold a player is going to be. Of what course, the is, there are ex- exceptions, but we already know now Nia Cloudon is going to be a scorer. We already know now Mo Joyner is going to count on to be a scorer. And no one, no one can score off of the dribble except for Nia Cloudon. Everyone else has to have the ball perfectly placed in their in their lap. They have to set their feet for like seven thousand seconds and then put the ball up. Like, it takes them forever to get the... Like, Cloudon's the only one that looks somewhat serviceable driving to the hoop or, like, anything mm-hmm. with the ball on the ground. So, that hurts because, like, you have to be able to create your own shot, and no one can. Basically, without Nia Cloudon, our team goes... Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem, is if she go... If you rely on one player, 
as much as this team does, you have a tendency to lose five, four out of your last mm-hmm. five games. Yeah, like everyone has bad. Everyone has bad games, so you can't put it on Cloud. Exactly. I mean, it's just no, no, of course yeah. not. Definitely not. I just and even hit last open game, shots. she still shot fifty percent, and she bar- like she still shot fifty yeah. percent. You can't, you can't Ask hate on fi- Yeah, you can't yeah. hate on fifty percent. Nope. Without Cloud in that Nebraska game would have not gone into do you go to time. do you go to the bench do you go deeper into the bench and see who... who's there that, i mean that's what i'm asking <laughs> claire hendrickson eliza winston she played well at michigan i know she is she a person I feel like she's the think... best mo- she's a she's a good motor is she, is she the person you think of starting just because of the scoring potential no she tried she she at least tries to create her own shot yeah. she does she goes she can, end to end quickly she'll get better at that she yeah. will she goes end to end really, really quickly. If she really, could stay really on the court for more than a minute without fouling twice. Mm-hmm. Hey, actually, against Michigan, she only had two fouls. Wow. <laughs> we, we were talking oh, about only. two. We're like, how, many, how many minutes? How many minutes? That's elite. Tell right me there. there. 14. Okay, two so fouls. That's, not, that's, that's, you know that's what they okay. call that? They call that progress. They that, call is progress. progress. <laughs> that is progress. You, once, when we've talked about when she stops learning to hack people. It's the hand checks, man. It's the, hand checks. It's the reaching. The hand it's the reaching. I think she's so used to getting away with it in high school mm-hmm. that she's developed this skill of just being like, I'm faster than you, I can steal the ball, and I'm going to go. What have I told you guys? In high school, everyone like that. <laughs> everyone does that, yes. No, well, not, yes, that. That was a merchant quote more so than it was anything else. But she <laughs> out-athleted the other nine people on the floor. And when you can impose your physical dominance on someone else, forget it. Okay, you don't have to have technique. If you're playing high school football, okay, and you have a 6'6", 300-pound offensive tackle who's down-blocking a 180-pound defensive tackle, they don't have to take a big step. All they have to do is stick their long arms out and plant the guy in the ground. And that's what it was. But at this level, you can't out-athlete everyone. You're not going to out-athlete Amy Dilk. You're not going to out-athlete Nas Hillman because once you start forgetting your technique, doing your job, these results happen. And for me, it's it's a cumulative thing. It's people not stepping up. Nia Holly, Marjorie Cook. Caleb Ellis. And it's... The timing of this is really bad, though. Yeah. It, the, if, if you're... If you look at the men's side of things, okay? When Joey Hauser transferred, nobody really thought that he was going to get approved nobody really thought that he was gonna have a chance to be the starting four yeah we but i'm still it was mad a prayer. that he's not <laughs> we, we thought that it was a prayer so what does that allow you to do that allows you to go through all the summer conditioning all the summer practice rotating people in at the four when you spend your entire off season with coco Gaines at the five and shea collie and then all of a sudden halfway through the year neither one of them is really ready to go your your backup players got to pick it up Mm-hmm. Marjorie Cook, Nia Holly got to pick it up. Tori Osmond's got to pick it up. Can I also say this? No. This does not relate in any way, shape, or form. This is men's. Just going back to Joey. Cassius Winston's the dirtiest basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Let, let's <laughs> never compare him to Xavier Simpson again. No. Like Xavier Absolutely Simpson. Not. is an elite defender. I, I even He's got a nice and... hook shot from three feet out. Granted, that his three-point shot looks like Michael Kidd Gilchrist's. I sat in the car right up. I'm like... I'm like, I feel bad for Michigan fans thinking they're going to win because Cash Dude, is just going to remind Xavier who daddy is. I was standing I was standing right there, and I was just like, my, my jaw was just on the floor. I'm like, you can't do anything. Yeah, you can't. You, he's <laughs> literally, like, I don't even know. He's not even that tall. He's and he's six not two, right? Yeah, I, he's not even that tall. Maybe, he's, maybe six Everyone two. says, like, it just blows so me away. How, he took Austin Davis's lunch money. That was my favorite moment. 
whoop, 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 pop. No, my favorite, my favorite, this is actually so funny. My favorite was whenever he hit the three, whenever uh, Jawan Howard got the technical and it didn't count, but it was just so funny because it went in and he like, uh, he just like got destroyed whenever he shot it and Mm -hmm. it still went in. It was so, and then the place went nuts, but that was off topic. And that's the difference between these two teams though. That's the difference between these two teams. One, you have your players making that leap that they needed to. Cassius Winston was elite last year, but I think he's even better this year. Yeah, he <laughs> looks better. Tillman looks better. Those are two guys that needed Tillman to really step up. Yeah, the step last three. Up. Playing like a big man. Marcus Bingham is playing better. Aaron Henry. He had a rough Michigan game. Marcus Bingham did. Well, But it's hard when you're getting pulled every three minutes. Gabe Brown looks better. Okay, these guys, these core guys have taken that leap. Other than Nia Cloudin. I don't know anybody on this team that I can safely say that was on the roster from the end of last year has gotten significantly better. Marjorie mm-hmm. Cook's scoring more just because she's playing more. And I think she has gotten a little bit better. But they need the consistency. It can't be one of these things where one game it's Eliza Winston playing good, one game it's Osmond playing good. On the men's side of things, you know you have three, four good scoring options. Every will, game. Every, every, every single game. game. You know you're going to get at least combined between 30 and 35 points from Tillman and Cassius every game. You can book Aaron Henry down for 10 a game. You can book Gabe Brown. As long as he's being aggressive. Yes. There's yeah. some as games as where he, he makes me so mad. Yeah. You can you can book Gabe Brown for 8, 10 a game. Who can you book on this team other than Nia Cloud and occasionally Taryn McCutcheon? Could, because, yes, I'm mm-hmm. willing to concede she has been better. But you can't forget the early part of the season when she couldn't hit a basket. And if she can't hit, if she goes through... Another stretch like she did earlier in the year. They're in big trouble. Yeah, I'm just sitting here scrolling up and down, up and down this roster. It's just not there. It's, I mean, it's it's there's players there that could develop into it, but just right now, there's no one that's scoring 25 points a game. They're it's in one congealed Other, pack. Yeah, outside of her, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, outside of her. They're in one congealed pack. I mean, Parks and Bellis. How does... How does uh, how does uh, how does Nia Holly start? That's the only question. How I does have. Susie determine who to play? That's who I don't know. Player, Player efficiency, efficiency rating. Which, I, I by don't the way, know. yo, can I can I throw something out there about player efficiency rating? Before that Michigan you game, calculated. Oh my I god! Personally, calculated Taryn McCutcheon. Why didn't you PER? do this in journalism two hundred six? If you spent <laughs> half the work that you did in that class in journalism two hundred six, you would have been better, Wait, and you wouldn't have been crying to me to bail you out all the time. <laughs> what's the efficiency? You want to know what her player efficiency yes. rating was before the Michigan game? Four. No, I don't know what. Oh, Four. Of, no, I was nah. kidding. I was kidding. I mean, 11.8. Out of what? Yeah. What At 15 is average. Ew. And that's an, av- like, an average player is 15. It I sounds didn't do like her. Just, so probably Do they high. take defensive you know 11. efficiency into account? 11.8 is like a rotation player. This is like this is like QBR. This is like QBR for the NFL. I just have no idea what it is, but I'll just go do off they, Do they take defensive efficiency? But she's a beast on defense. She, do, do they take steals? Is, it's, yeah, it's points plus assists plus rebounds plus steals plus blocks minus... Missed shots, missed free throws, and turnovers divided by games played. And she yeah. has been missing free throws. Before and plus, before the Michigan game, her field goal percentage thirty six point seven. Oh Lord, oh my. Yeah, see that thirty anything under forty percent just looks ugly. Looks very ugly. How about how about we do this? How about we? Unless it's three pointers. This this is me. This is my ho- I'm putting my host headphones on right here. Uh-oh. How about Sorry, how about Stearns. coming for my job? No, I'm not. <laughs> Come on, brother, square up. You can have square it. Up. You can have it. <laughs> how about everyone go through, 
Tell me who you should who you think the starting five should be. Oh, I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm interested to see what you think because okay. I don't know because I I mean I I'll probably make it up right now. I don't know why I asked it, but it, it just came <laughs> to my head. I but, would not start Nia Holly. But you have to tell me who you who you think what's who you think should start. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? I, I got to think. You're, you're putting all of us on the spot here. Yeah. Right? All right. Let me. Um. I'll I'll, I'll go first right. since I got to reclaim my hosting spot. Yeah. yeah let them know who's balling. Okay. You can have it. I don't want it anyways. <laughs> obviously, Overrated. Obviously, Nia Cloudon and Taryn McCutcheon. I think right now you still got to put Joiner at the three. I think she gives you the best shot, especially just from a talent aspect. I think we're at a point now where there's a chance that you can. Go for the goal of at least making the NCAA tournament and balancing your uh, freshman ability to develop and continue to grow. I'm going to go with Osmond at the four because she's a sophomore. I know she's small. I know you're looking at me like that. Because Osmond, really? But it's she, good three-point shooter. Good you free during warm ups. During warm up, I said Joiner. I thought we said Joiner was the one that does. No, it. You were talking no, about Joiner. No, no, no. What? I think you're talking about Osman. You said Osman. You said Osman. Goes for open both. Shot. They well, she does, but she's young and she stretches the floor a lot better than Nia Holly. Nia Holly doesn't have a mid range game, and I go tell your parts because I still understand. Dude, she's still a she, four star. Yeah, I agree. She's still a four star. Okay, she's still growing. She's still learning. And I still think she's going to be really good. I mean, when your brother's Omari Spellman. Wait, hold on. What? Yeah, her, her brother's Omari Spellman. Who no, is this? Yeah. Omari Spellman, he, plays for the, he used to play for the Hawks, right? Yes, I think. Well, he he's was with Villanova. He, yeah. he was he played for Villanova. He was really good. No, he plays for the Warriors. Didn't he? Yeah. Well, hold on. So they have the same. I don't he know. All to, I know. I'm saying he used I don't to know. All I know is Callaway. Callaway wrote that feature for LSJ on Tiger Parks, and he mentions that. Her brother is Omari Spellman. Just, I don't know the genetic that side boy of it, nasty. but He's she, good. they bury resemblance. And her ceiling as a freshman, and she can finish around really, the rims. Really she it's can exactly. relatively finish around the rims. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'll go. I'll go right next. I guess answering so, your own question. Yeah, answering my own question. I'm just uh, clarification. Omari Spellman used to play for the Hawks. Used to play for the Hawks. Yes. What? Go. I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, I'll. We'll leave it at that. He, he was good at Villanova, but he did, hasn't really done anything yet. Um. So. Cloudin, that's Cloudin and McCutcheon are the two obvious ones, and then I'm with Stearns on this one. Tyre Parks, so that's three. My my next two, I'm going with Joiner. I just think, I just think she's she's good, and it she's going to be the best player on. Stearns disagrees. Stearns disagrees. No, I don't. What, what 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 you got to say gonna something that she's going to be a good player. That no 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 that she's going to be, be the best, best player. Uh, like I feel like you said that before that you thought best player when when like is she gonna, she's in this she, no like class? in the future like in the class like in the future she's going to be out of the 3 out of the yeah out of the 4 I don't know. See I mean, that's what I'm saying you disagree <laughs> and I that's what I that's what I, 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 I think. I completely so, disagree. I, I I So I just partially disagree. So Cloudin, <laughs> McCutcheon, Joiner uh and Bellis and uh, Tyre Parks. You go with the big lineup, man. Yeah. But th- they, that's... F- but, but the thing is, is the thing is, is if I feel like... Where's the Joy- floor spacing? Where where are you going to space no, the floor? No, but no. You have two guards up top. You have Cloudin and you have... Uh, what's her face? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and McCutcheon. <laughs> Cloudin and McCutcheon up top. You put... Uh, you can put Parks down low. 
like right around the rim. I think she's the best finisher. I think you have uh, Bellis, like more high post. I, f- I feel like she's a really good passer. That's why I think that. I think she she's really soft going up, but she, I think she's a good passer and she looks up and she finds people. And then I still... Joiner, I think if if open, I think she's the best shooter. Uh, she's a better shooter than uh, Tori Osman is, and she's only a class below. Like it's not like that's just my opinion, but but yeah. I, I, Osman, you have to respect from three. You can let you can let uh, Parks and Bellis run around the three point line all you want. This team needs more three point shooting. Flat out, they need more three point shooting. They need, you would need, they need more space. This, this is what I'll say though. You need more space creation and three-point shooting, but it, you wouldn't need as much if you didn't get down because you missed your layups. Facts. But I, I don't know if that makes it. You know what I mean? I don't. I think Osman is a better shot right, take, of, of making her threes than Bellis does of suddenly starting to finish around the rim. I, I don't know. Damn. Okay, but she's not shooting at such a high percentage, I would say, Stern. So I don't. I would agree with Sutton that Joyner's definitely a better shooter than Osman. And I think that's not the debate here. The debate here is should we start trigger. Should we start Osman at the four? Should we start? Should we start Osman at the four or should we start Bellis at the four? Who's, I'm not. Okay, who's more aggressive, Joyner or Osman? I don't know. I mean, in the it's been a month, but I mean, they're before very we similar. Left, they're I very was similar. Say they're players. really, really they're similar. They're very similar, but I just. I, I feel like, I don't know. I just think. I, no, I, I'll I think say Joyner's a better good. shooter than Osman. That's not the debate. The debate is I. I just I can't. And Osman always she always does a super annoying thing where before she catches she sets her feet and it takes her six years to get it off. Where <laughs> she she got to get that quick draw badge. Exactly. You know? Like just like got to be like old fashioned duel. Like exactly. That. Like shoot it. All right. So um, well Sutton took my lineup, but um. I had two lineups in mine, actually. Oh. One was oh. non-tank, and that was your lineup. <laughs> you have a tank and then lineup? the tank lineup. So the tank lineup, if things just go down, you know, down river, down you have south to start. You fast. have to start Taryn out of respect, though. Yes, for I, I still had Taryn okay. in. Like, Taryn and Cloudin, that's probably going to be universally agreed here. Yeah, it's the other three that everyone And then I would debates. go Joiner. I'd go Parks and... I would start Julia A. Roll. Okay, so you start Julia over over that, Bellis. You just took my lineup. Well, I was gonna start Julia. That's Avery. why I don't go last. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I mean she's, she's she six two, and at the beginning of the year we were saying she looked like the most ready. She looked like the most ready college player. Yes. I also find it hilarious that she's six two, and everyone considers her like a big. I just find that so funny. Yeah, like <laughs> like what like you. That's like a. Well, this I think she she plays like mostly like guard, which is like for I don't know having she's that like having that forward. size for the women's game though. Like she can switch on to a lot of people. She's a good defender as it is, and she just she you could tell by the way she plays. She just has like a high. Not saying everyone else doesn't, but like she has a high basketball IQ for a freshman. She knows like what to look for she she's out there doing her thing and she's not trying to f- really force anything what if we ask the ncaa for a six-year of eligibility for jenna allen how how, how would that change things i'm just kidding no. <laughs> we gotta go track jenna allen down that's the first question <laughs> she visited recently actually. i know i know she did i know she was hey, visiting she can for make practice money off when they were in now yeah. so um, maybe we could <laughs> we can convince her so i don't think michigan state's aggressive enough in the paint so my lineup would be Obviously, Cloud and McCutcheon, like everyone else said. 
A-Roll. Thank you, Bobby, for stealing that. No problem. And then <laughs> um, I would start Cook and Boo. Parks. Because, <laughs> listen, let me finish. As much Boo. as I... As much as I would love to see Madrika Co- as Kayla Bellis would start, but Kayla Bellis is just way too soft. And at least Madrika Cook is that's a why. son. Go turn at off least- Charlotte's mic. Go that's turn off. That's why. Mic. That's just. just that's saying. just why I said put her. That's why that's I said why- put her at the at the high post. You need someone at the high post, in my opinion, in this it, it, just to but find then, people. But then on your the bench, you at least have Osment. You have Joiner. You have Bellis. Yeah, you have you a have- bunch of talented underclassmen, and then you have Cook who is an upperclassman and continues to make freshman and sophomore mistakes. That's what you have. I just don't understand why Merchant keeps starting Holly. Put it this way. If Bellis had a mid-range shot, like a consistent mid-range shot, you could put her on the, like Sutton said, you put her on the free throw line outside the key. You let her look for passes. And then if they sag off her, you know, just make a little free throw line elbow jumper. And that that makes you so much more dangerous. I know, but yes, but you can't start someone who has no mid-range game. Because if Tyrion McCutcheon isn't going, I know. I'm saying if Tyrion McCutcheon isn't going, then you have one consistent offensive option. I think Osmond at least, or A Roll. Okay, I'll, I'll concede A Roll. A Roll's good too, the more I think about it. I'll go Osmond A Roll. I would go Osmond A Roll, then Cook, then Bellis. I should actually turn off your mic because yours was worse <laughs> than hers was. Uh oh. See, I disagree. Uh, see, I, I told you, A Roll should be starting. She should be a four year starter. She's oh. smart. She, she's not as athletically talented as Winston is. She's not as quick going north to south. But, she but she's also, she knows, as you said, thanks for stealing my point earlier. I I, I mentioned that like four weeks ago. Stealing about picks A-Roll. and stealing yes. thoughts, you know. I'm about A-Roll. She that, knows when to let did. up. She knows when to make the right kick out. She knows how to block out. She, it's those fundamental little things. And her face during the game is so funny. She does not. She mm-hmm. just like, she's so stone. Yeah, yeah, she's stone cold. Like, like Kawhi-like. It's yeah. just like. No emotion. Yeah, it's so funny. Okay, how about this? Uh, six five Sydney Dodd at starting point guard. Well, Ain't yeah. No while we're at it, I'll join the team as a walk on <laughs> and play the five. Put, put Claire ch- Hendrickson in the starting lineup and Laurel Jackman change your at the gender, center. Though. Put Laurel Jackman at the center, right? Yeah. That. that well, while while we're spewing nonsensical crap. <laughs> what was that? Sutton? Hey, we had. I mean, they've right lost. They've lost, they've mm-hmm. lost like six games in a row. You have to find something. You do, but and here's my question for you guys. I think the term "must win" game is thrown around a bit too loosely these days. But is it fair with this upcoming game against Penn State to call it a must-win game for your tournament hopes, for just to get back in the middle of the conference? standings wise because this is a game you can't lose you can defend losing to indiana losing to west virginia penn state is not a good basketball team if they lose this game throw in the tank lineup yes <laughs> i i, I this, think that's fair this is a must win if they lose this game you might as well just start Lowell go Jackman. go cry in the corner in the fetal position that's I, I, my I just really hope Susie Merchant doesn't start Nia Holly because she's just not producing. And I think this, if it is, I agree that it is a must win, but I just see that she should make that switch and put Holly on the bench. All right, let's see what we got for Penn State. Lo- yeah. Lost a Ryder. Takeover. Lost post. a Lost Sal. George Mason. Long Beach State. Princeton. God almighty. Those are some Princeton, good teams. Right Princeton's there. a good team, actually. <laughs> Princeton's but, a good but, team. But you lose by 17? They have a projected lottery pick. lost by 17. We lost a 20 to Michigan, so. Yeah, and they Sir, lost. They have a projected we, we lost the fourth They lost by thirty-five, and they lost by thirty-five to Michigan. Lost that's, to Wisconsin. Lost, nice. lost to Minnesota. Minnesota's not great, but God, this team. 
is not good. I know they lost their long time. Their long time coach got fired. They brought in another coach who was a long time coach at Marquette. But right, it's been a struggle for Carolyn Krieger's team. It really has. It really, really has. And really, the proof is in the pudding when you're six and eight. And for Michigan State, they have a couple games coming up that are winnable. You have Penn State obviously on the road, and then you have Wisconsin at home who doesn't scare anybody. You have Ohio State, who, who who knows what's going on with them. You got to win the two games this week. You got to hold home court and beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin's yes. one and two in co- in conference play, and Wisconsin really doesn't jump. I, I haven't read extensively into them, but it, just like from the eye level test, they're not a really, really, really scary team. I mean, Michigan. Both of Michigan State's losses are to two of the better Big Ten teams, maybe two of the top five Big Ten teams on the road. Meanwhile, Wisconsin's losing to Rutgers and Purdue. I mean, well, Rutgers is okay, but I mean, it, Wisconsin's better than Penn State is, but that's a very winnable game. I mean, you win those two games, you're back to ten and you're back to ten and six. You're three and two in conference. Everybody, take a breath. Mm-hmm. But you have to win these two games because yeah, after Penn State, Wisconsin, then Ohio State, you've got Rutgers who's twelve and two. You've got Northwestern who's twelve and two. Iowa's eleven and three. Purdue's eleven and four. Like after this, there's really no. I wouldn't even call Penn State a cupcake because we can't. Apparently, Michigan can't State can't close win. Out a game. Yeah, Michigan State can't win on the road. So I wouldn't even like. But yeah, we got to win this one. And that's why I call it a must-win game because you dropped the one and three in conference, and you're already putting yourself. Nobody wants to be that team that bears the dis- the dubious distinction of losing to a to a winless team in conference. You do not want to be the team that Penn State gets mm-hmm. their first conference win against. Penn State was five and thirteen in conference last year, and that was with a twenty-point a game score. And they have a couple decent players, especially in the backcourt, but it's there's they're young, they're inexperienced, they have a new coach, it's a rebuilding year. They got rid of their entire staff. You bring in a new Caroline Krieger who's 35, you bring in a new young offensive mind, but it's a rebuilding year. This isn't a year when they're supposed to compete. So you can't be losing to a rebuilding team. Whether you have Shea Collier or Victoria Gaines or not, this is one of those games where, yes, you're going into Happy Valley, but this is about as easy of a road game you're going to have all year. And if you can't win that, then I don't know what you can win on the road. I don't you see, can't win on the road. Though. I don't see Coco Gaines returning anytime soon. I really don't. I, I, I mean, I think at this point it's fair to say that she's going to be gone for an extended period of time, and you're going to have to roll with Parks and Bellis at the five. And you're going to have to continue to play a tune until one of them proves that they can play better than the other because neither one of them has really earned the shot to be getting 30 minutes a night at the five. We talked about that before we went on break. I said, what did I see against Notre Dame? What did I see watching the game against Florida state on my beautiful little laptop? It was the same thing there. Do you watch it on the cruise? No, I didn't. No, they played Florida state before they went on the cruise. True. Oh, yeah. Before December before I went yeah. on a cruise, no. Break, no, I didn't watch anything on the cruise. It was like... Like, you get, like, six channels on Norwegian, and four of them are, like, the Encore channel. It's like the Encore shopping channel. It's like... Hey, that's not the bad thing. The you bridge kind of just cam. need to unplug. Yeah, I, Un- unplug exactly. a little bit. Just, you know, disconnect. The bridge cam, it's Live like... Live your life. I want more than five... Ch- and they have just one Just go sport. sit in the hot tub. Don't do anything. Exactly. The hot tubs the ocean, were crowded, you know? man. It's a boat that's with four... That's what makes four. them fun. It's yeah, a boat exactly. with four... Yeah, but I don't want to be getting into a hot tub with some smelly guy 
who reeks of whiskey and Bud Light at 11 o'clock at night. Then Ricard and I'm did suppo- it? I'm supposed to be the, I was going to say, I'm supposed <laughs> to be the wrong re- reeking of whiskey and Bud Light, not someone else. I'm supposed to be one stinking the hot tub up. So That's my opportunity. Keep drinking until you can't smell it anymore. <laughs> well, I think we've kind of exhausted... Yeah, All we, of the parameters. We, look, looking at the meeting so document. Far off the rails. <laughs> we, we've got, we've gone off the rails. But that's the beautiful thing about sports podcasting because you don't want to come on way. here and repeat yourself over and over and over again. But what am I supposed to say? Ooh, the Spartans look good and they showed fight. It's not good enough for a team that had legitimate NCAA tournament aspirations. That had 22 wins last year, went to the round of 32, and was projected to finish second in the conference by the coaches. By the coaches. And we all thought that they were going to be maybe a Sweet 16 team even. maybe. If we they were talking got... about that on the way back from Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If they got everybody going combined with one of the best recruiting classes in the Big Ten. But when you the coaches themselves, that shows you the level of respect. I don't really pay attention to the media poll. Media members are idiots. We're idiots when it comes to scouting other opponents versus coaches. Sometimes. When, when your fellow adversaries pick you to finish second, that means they know that you have a strong program, you have a strong foundation in place, and you're returning a lot of really good players that gel naturally. On top of bringing in, like you said, that recruiting class. So, And I think if they knew Shea Colley's situation, like before, they obviously we would have been... I was going to say, that's exactly what I wrote in my game preview. That's exactly what I wrote. But, which, we, which, which meanwhile is on Impact Sports, so if you guys want to go check that out... Give my, I was gonna say. I was Come gonna say. On. Yeah. I, I I gotta I gotta get that little that. thing. Ho- in. I know. know Bobby's and I's article are up to just saying. True. Yeah, from like five weeks ago. I'm what? not. Got posted today. They got posted. Yours today. didn't. Mine got posted two days ago. What did you? What, you did the recap. The yeah, game I was gonna was, say yeah. you. You did Sunday. Yo, I've been chilling. I've been straight chilling. I ain't done nothing. I got 17 credits yeah, this semester. Yeah, go man. check out I, Sutton's article. Oh. Yeah, I think I I think I wrote an article for the. First game of the year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it was. You, you got to scroll down to find it, but it's there. Notre Dame. <laughs> it's there. I Notre promise. Dame. <laughs> but I'm I'm telling you what, guys. I'm looking forward to doing the Wisconsin game. We will be. I don't know. I don't think we're going to be on the air, but we will be pumping out content Sunday when they play Wisconsin. It'll be our first real home game in the Big Ten. It, well, With of the versus, year versus yeah. of the, the year of a respectable opponent. I mean, woohoo! We beat Hartford. Woohoo! We beat Oakland. Woohoo! We beat those UD games Mercy. were so boring. They, oh I mean, my goodness. and y- it's hard if you're a freshman. Okay, and he- here's another point I'd like to raise before we close up shop. When you're beating teams by 30, 40, 50, do you think it goes to your head? Do you think you start believing all the hype when you really don't have to put in any effort at all? Uh, I would say no. I, I, would I say don't. Th- yeah. I don't think so. I think it's just you realize, okay, this team is not good. We're just. I mean, like we're just gonna destroy them and then move on and be like, okay, we have to focus. It's it's all about whenever you play a good team and it's close in the fourth quarter, where do you go and how do you finish? And so far, they haven't answered that bell. If they want to make the tournament, they're gonna have to. So that's where I'm gonna leave it off at. I think he pretty much hit. (laughs) He hit everything. He hit all the notes. Well, quality, Sutton. Quality content. Can't what can I that. say? Have I mentioned Penn State's bad at basketball? Yeah, you yeah, I know. I've, sa- I've said it one or two or five different times. Michigan State will be back on the floor this Thursday when they take on the Penn State Nittany Lions at 9 o'clock, and then they will be playing Wisconsin back here at the Breslin Center 
We all will be at the game, I presume. Hopefully live tweets this time. Sorry what, about that. What, what, yeah, no what live tweets. What, 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 Why did you guys not live tweet last time? I, I just, okay, can I just I, say you're something? fired. Can I just say Get something? Get out. Can I just say something? How many people do you think the live tweets that people see? So many. Thousands. No, millions. I, I, so last time I live tweeted. My 117 like, followers eat up my content. I probably <laughs> think not, I'm a loony. I'm not going to lie. The last time I live tweeted, like my friends and stuff were like liking and retweeting. I'd get like five retweets, 10 likes. I'd be like, oh, crap. I've, 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 say, yeah, I've had Nia Holly like a couple of my tweets and whatever, and I follow her back. Still hasn't it's, hit it's me with the more follow. Of a, it's, follow not, it's not about a like or an interaction thing. It's just so No, people's. I know. I, but it, it, expo- it but again, when she's liking, though, your word's getting out there. Exactly. Your content's getting spread. And more than anything else, it's not about how many people read it. It's about putting yourself out there. Is right. an amateur journalist. It's someone learning the tricks of the trade. If you can say, oh, I live tweet. I know how to live tweet a press conference. I know how to live tweet during a game because that's something that professionals do all the time. That makes you that much more marketable. And that's what we do on a daily basis, whether it be podcasting like we do now, whether it be the technical side of things, video producing, audio producing. It's about learning those skills so that when we go out of college – I can beat all three of you guys and be the first one to get a good journalism jab. I don't know. You, you want to try to put out more Stern's. quality tweets than me, Nate? I don't that, know, man. I, that Penn State yeah, big sports guy, are... Bob. Mm-hmm. At least I have a respectable Twitter. <laughs> hey, hit, hit me with the follow. Hers is the worst, though. Oh, Hers no. is the worst. I just started mine, whatever. But the Penn State game is actually at 7, not 9. Close enough. It's I'll, be, a, I'll be at the Minnesota men's game anyways, watching Cassius go off again, so... Yeah, as long as I stop O2, they'll be fine. And if anyone has BTN Plus, um, you should let us know because that's what the game is on, BTN Plus. And I don't think any of us do any of you guys subscribe to BTN Plus. Uh, no, I don't have money. In order to subscribe to things, you have to <laughs> exactly, have money, and yep. I don't have money. I feel like I might have it, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Ooh. I have the BTN Someone app. Has... I have the BTN app, and I watch it. No, it's but weird. you need the like, yeah, subscription tried, to watch mm-hmm. it live. It's dumb. It is dumb. Huh, it's like It's like... How you can get ESPN, but you have to subscribe to ESPN Plus. Correct. That's dumb. Well, everyone, I think that just about wraps it up. I was thinking of playing Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer because my dad, for some reason, had an obsession with that. Why do you love that song? I, I, I don't love that song. He your was, dad got ran over by a reindeer. No, he, I'm he, like, oh, he, he, he was just playing it on the aux like five days in a row, but I'm not going to make our viewers live the torture that I had to. Well, with that, everyone, we will be back producing our next podcast next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, this is the Breslin Breakdown. I'm your host, Nathan Stearns, joined alongside by Barbie Zephyro, Charlotte Barbie. Steinberg, and Sutton McGee. Woo-woo. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week.